Is Disney World really the happiest place on earth? Well, it depends. Tune into this episode to hear how family dynamics might be the ultimate factor. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to the Travel FOMO podcast. I'm Jamin Houghton, and I'm here with my lovely wife and co-everything, Hillary. Co-everything. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the middle of our Cities in the States season. Yeah, we are. And if you guys um, didn't get to check out last week's episode, you can always go back and um, listen to it whenever you want. That's the amazing thing about podcasts is that uh, you get to listen to it at your leisure. But um, we were talking about San Antonio. And honestly, by the time we were done, I really wanted to schedule another trip there. And we're recording this in Dallas. And I'm like, okay, San Antonio is not that far away. Let's just go down to San Antonio one weekend. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. There's just so much to experience. And, you know, we talked about the river walk, but then, you know, there's so much other stuff in San Antonio. Um, there's just a lot. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. Awesome place to see. Um, uh, and largely a family-friendly place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not very, not dissimilar to where we are going this week, uh, mm-hmm. headed down to Orlando. Yeah. So we're taking you there. Uh, as we do, take a minute to subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're listening. Make sure that uh, you turn on all notifications so that you get uh, updates when the next episodes drop. That's right. And so our trip to Orlando that we have done together, and you've been with family before this. Yes. Um, but this was my only trip. Um, this was several years back, and we were road tripping. Mm-hmm. So this is like family time compounded right like road tripping with the family Family like in the same car yes yeah fortunately your family is lovely truly i'm not just saying that because of the podcast they're amazing and so um but yeah it was also the first um family trip where um steven um our brother-in-law yeah who's married to paula your sister um it was her his first official family trip yeah he kind of got deal yeah he kind of got jumped in like the deep end right really (laughs) hard i mean you're going halfway across the country in a like in a vehicle with all of the yeah all of the in-laws like that's a that's a rough way to go it's so funny too because we were talking with with steven and paula the other day and it was fun to relive it with them and it was so funny to hear them all these stories we're about to tell they actually were throwing those stories out on their own and it was like oh my gosh that's exactly what we were thinking about and so you can tell that some of the monumental moments we all clearly remember them vividly so <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. yeah they're either high points that everyone clung to or they were low points that were seared into yeah. our brains <laughs> <laughs> there weren't a lot of low points um i will say i remember it vividly especially the road trip part because i was reading a book this is like the deep depths that I don't know if I should always share sometimes, (laughs) like the reality of what I was like reading at the time. But my friend Ashley Hudgens, hey Ash, uh, she let me borrow a book by Alice Siebold um, called Lucky. And it's this true story of um, her own experience, Alice Siebold's experience um, in college. And she was actually raped. And it was a really dramatic, very traumatic um, story. And um, a lot of people might know Alice Siebold from 
writing um, these lovely bones, which was oh, gotcha. later turned into a movie starring Mark Wahlberg and um, Rachel Weisz, and so um, she's got some really notable stuff out there. But um, but I'll never forget the depths of reading that book and being <laughs> in that minivan and all of us, you know, it was just a lot of time. And I think I sailed through that book so fast too on that trip. Yeah. You do like a good summary. I'm surprised you weren't just reading Rebecca again. Oh, every summer guys, <laughs> every summer I love to read Rebecca. That's probably going to fall into some other uh, kind of adventure we go on is me with that rat-a-tat book, Rebecca. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. It, it's classic. It's your binky. It goes everywhere <laughs> you go. It was a long trip. Yeah. And um, I, you'll remember this. Like we talked about it with Paul and Stephen. But we are going along and it's about dinner time. I think we're in Alabama. And yeah, that sounds right. Alabama, like, Mississippi, somewhere like that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we just need to find a place to eat dinner. And we'd seen this place called Milo's, like seen a couple of them and looked like a kind of fast foody burger joint kind of place. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Oh, was it so bad? It was not our jam. It was horrible. (laughs) Like, I don't like the meat was terrible and granted, like. That's the one and only time I've been to Milo. So it right. could have been like could've that been we bad. went into a bad a bad mm-hmm. one. It was off the interstate. So, mm-hmm. you know, always kind of leery about something that's too close to the interstate because they don't really have to try to get repeat business because everybody's just sort of rolling through. Right. Good tip, travelers. Good tip. Yeah. <laughs> so do like, which I will say, like, as an aside... We have started doing a little more research and recognizing like, okay, around lunchtime, around dinner time, if we are on a road trip on the highway, mm-hmm. we're going to be around this city, around that city and doing a little Yelp research and yeah. like taking a little bit more time. I think a lot of people get focused on like, but it takes time and we'll have to, we have to make good time. But if you'll just spend do a little research and be willing to spend a little more time, you can have a more legit meal on your way to and back. And 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 a great memory. Yeah. And it makes the trip, makes the trip better. But we went into this place. We did get technically a good memory from. We did. (laughs) We got a memory. memory. (laughs) It was one of the seared ones. That's true. But we went in and so, and we're all pretty hungry Glad to be out of the minivan for a little bit. Looking forward to a meal. And we order burger. It's a burger place. So we all get burgers and fries. And the, like, the meat was really bad. They put this weird kind of sauce on it. Yeah. That was a vinegary. Like it was almost like a mixture between like like a Heinz 57 sauce and a mustard and a like barbecue sauce. And it was like it was, was so bad. Pretty interesting. And like the sides were terrible. Like the fries weren't any good. And if you're going to have like, you got to do at least something well. Like if you're, if your fries are going to be bad, your burger needs to be really good. Mm. And like vice versa, if your burger's just so-so, like your fries need to be on point. No, it was all, it was and we all were all rough. so hungry, <laughs> but none of us like really ate. And so we, we walked directly out of there. And we're like, hey, there's an ice cream shop over there. 
I'd kind of like some dessert. And we all ordered like the the biggest <laughs> ice creams ever and just were like, okay, like this is this is going to be dinner. This brownie sundae is going to be my, my dinner oh, tonight yeah. because Milo's was so bad. Ice cream for dinner, which, um, you know, that's really the M.O., you know, with the Houghtons anyway. Everybody loves ice cream so much. It well, just really worked out. We should have just gone straight for the ice cream for dinner True. rather mm-hmm. than like rather than even trying to do the Milo's thing. Yeah. But, you know, Milo's, we're going to have to give it another shot. Mm. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we will give Milo's another shot. Um, there's probably, there's a reason somewhere that it has become so popular. And even now, you know, I see it everywhere. The iced tea is just being sold all over the place. See, I think it's just a so. prank restaurant. I think it's all a big, like, scam. Well, I will say those burgers, the meat on that reminded me of something from, like, those Salisbury steak TV dinners mm. they used to have like back in the day. Yeah. Um, that maybe whenever you were like five years old, you thought it was really cool. And then by the time you turned seven, you realized it was like not <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah, no. That, and that wasn't all the eating though that we did. We had, we had some, some good, good snacking and stuff on the road. That was a, a legit road trip. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to be on the road in a van, like, there's really other than like plowing through depressing books like you do. <laughs> um, there's really only one other thing to do, and that's eat. That's true. And we came stocked. We had like, I mean, I would be so curious what our listeners, um, what they pack whenever they go on a road trip. Like what yeah. kind of, is there snack items for the road? Because it's so different with different people. I know. Everybody is a, a lot different. I'm always shocked when you road trip with somebody for the first time. To see, like, to see what they bring, one, mm-hmm. and then two, like, when you stock, when you stop at Quick Trip or something like that, what they're, what they're picking up. Yeah. I like, I love making some of my, um, my favorite stuff. So in, in that, at that time, I was, like, really into these homemade, homemade oatmeal cream pies, mm-hmm. which are amazing. And thanks to my Aunt Christine for introducing <laughs> me to that recipe. Um, and then homemade Chex Mix. Um, and then, oh gosh, yeah, we would like stop and just, all bets were off. We'd get anything we wanted. Yeah, but you need to tell people what your go-to road trip snack is. <laughs> yeah. Because you like, you just were so interested in what other people do. But the thing that you get is, is truly <laughs> an anomaly. <laughs> It is kind of funny. I somewhere along the way I started really enjoying getting me some Borden's chocolate milk. And I should clarify, it needs to be Borden's, you know? Yeah, you won't get any other None kind. None of that Nesquik stuff. Mm-mm, no. Well, you so won't even get like like True Mood no. or like any other like if it's right. not Borden's I'm not you're just like nah. Yeah, it's not going to be that good. Um so Borden's chocolate milk and then I also love uh fiery Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, and you you put those together. It's not I just do. that you like both of those things, you get those things together. And I eat them. Yeah. I don't exactly Exactly like dip my Cheetos in the chocolate milk, but <laughs> I do like the fieriness and then how I can soothe it all with that chocolate milk. And I don't know how it out. soothes. I like. I think my tum- my stomach would turn inside out if I put <laughs> both of those things in at once. Like the little guy operating the levers would just be like, nope, nope. This Not is all coming out right now, one way or the other. <laughs> it's, it works. 
works out for me. I really love it. But um, <laughs> And your family's really fun because you guys always do Twizzlers, which was actually a big thing for my family, too. Yeah, there's always, like, and that goes, like, way, way back to when, like, we were little kids and we'd get together with aunts and uncles and cousins on the like on the rising side of our family, mm-hmm. there would always be a ton of Twizzlers I love that. involved. I Twizzlers and like Laffy Taffy. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So, but you have to tell everybody too, like what is your go-to travel road trip? Um, so I do like, I'm a sucker for like the little Debbie's snacks. So like zebra cakes yeah. And stuff like that, whatever looks appealing in the quick trip at the time, uh, things like that. Also do like some beef jerky so that that's really just to make me feel better about myself for not mm-hmm. just eating a ton of sugar and <laughs> um, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And some good combos, like a, a combo is good to good a little bag of combo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really funny because um, I think that everyone's probably listening and going like how fat are y'all but <laughs> we actually try to eat pretty healthy but come vacation we're all bets are off we're we're yeah. gonna enjoy it it's time so. to cut loose it starts on the road yeah it starts on the road um i know with my family we would do um sunflower seeds a lot too and so we'd be mm, like yeah on a ski trip in the mountains and we'd have be eating a ton of sunflower seeds, which is hilarious, and I guess it kind of dates back to my dad's years on, you know, softball. I was gonna teams say you guys stuff. are softballers, baseballers. Yeah, so yeah, that's where that came from. I'm sure. <laughs> is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we would love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now. But we really were headed to see your sister. Yeah, the kind of the impetus behind the trip was that my sister and her husband were moving to Florida um, for like graduate school stuff. He was... um, becoming a uh, an equine surgeon and so he mm-hmm. had a residency program that he had enrolled in in Florida and so it was to kind of help them move like my mom went with them when they unloaded the truck and all that and then we were coming down there to see their new place and then all hang out kind of family vacation all together there and it all yeah. just it worked out that they were going to a cool spot which they actually lived in Ocala so on a ride on a big horse farm and um a really pretty part of the country if you haven't been up there like the trees and the fences and these you know they've got these great horse ranches up there where they raise racing horses and stuff like that and um it It was was lush it was beautiful yeah, yeah yeah really pretty part of the country uh and that's your sister, Lauren, and her husband, yes. Nathan. So Lauren <clears throat> yeah. and Nathan, Canada. Um, yeah, just clarifying. You've got <laughs> two sisters in you. Yeah, so. Yeah, and it's it's great. I think we've got a, a picture of us there um, on yeah. their, like, on their porch or whatever. But so we went, saw them, like, and then they actually came with us on the rest of the vacation, so, which was fun. Um because we went on into Orlando, which wasn't far. Um, Ocala is not far from Orlando, just a little north. But we went in and we stayed at my uh, 
Grandpa Bo's timeshare. Thanks again Papa to Bo. Papa Bo <laughs> for again. hooking us up with a place to stay. <laughs> um, and it was like, it was great. Like, it's a great way to go, especially in Orlando, because you're going to kind of have to drive around to do all the stuff you want to do there anyway. And so a timeshare is, is a great option. Um, it's maybe not the right choice for everybody, mm-hmm. but I feel like a place like Orlando, it definitely makes a lot of sense. And if you can, if you can get into one, especially if like my Papa Bo, like he and my grandmother happy would travel a lot and use their timeshare a lot. And then he would let, you know, kids and grandkids stay in it as well. So they really got a lot of value out of it, which was, was great for us. I mean, it worked out, worked oh, out yeah, awesome for, for us. Sure. Thanks, Papa. Thanks again, Papa Bo. And and also, like, we've had a lot of family members that have been so generous. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Nathan and Lauren have a timeshare now. And so they're really generous about that. Yeah. um, My Uncle Mike and Aunt Monica have been so generous to allow people to stay in their timeshares. So, um, yeah, Yeah. thanks to them. Yeah, it's a great way to go. I will say that they – if you are not the owner, and I think even if you are, they will try to get you to come to a meeting to like sell you timeshare or sell you more or that yeah. kind of thing. And they're pretty relentless about wanting to schedule that meeting with you. And so you can either you can either tell them that you're broke and that you don't have any money and then they'll kind of leave you alone. You can um, tell them that you can just be really emphatic that you're not interested. Um, or you can just always kind of put them off or go to the meeting. But if you do go to the meeting, they'll tell you it's like a 30 to 45 minute meeting. It's really a couple of hours. It can take half your day. Yeah. It can, it can really eat up your day. They will like offer you something, you know, coupons to this or discounts for that or, you know, a, a free dinner or, or something like that for your time. But you really have to kind of gauge, are you willing to spend a couple hours, like easily double of what, what they say it's yeah. going to be. I mean, and that is your time off. That is your opportunity to make memories with your family. Right. There's a lot you're sacrificing for that time. Like that time is more precious than your average day. Right. Yeah. Cause you are on vacation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good thing to consider, but Again, if you if you just tell them that you don't have any money, then they kind of leave you alone. And I have to tell everyone, I have seen you be emphatic about absolutely not. Like, we're not going to that meeting. And just really putting your foot down and being really <laughs> firm. And we didn't hear from them again. Like, it was, you know, I, yeah. I appreciated that later on once I realized, like, how um, how hard it could be to get out of that um, mm, sometimes. Yeah. And anyway, I was just really... Um, thankful that you kind of protected our time so well. Yeah, I just knew it was coming, and I knew like I knew what it would take to make it stop. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But you know, the other thing about timeshares is that you can make meals there, and you know, if you guys like, if you're with a group of people, it's a really great place to um, go to a grocery store, grab some stuff, and, and yeah, which together. we did with we did with my family. Like, that's one of the ways that what made that trip happen and to be affordable was that we got there, went to a grocery store, mm-hmm. came back to the timeshare, which had a full kitchen and a full size fridge. So we're able to kind of put everything in there and, and eat, eat meals there. We also did 
uh, fairly cheap stuff. Like I know we picked up pizza one night and I think we went, did like Subway sandwiches at a sandwich shop and we did Wendy's one night. Yeah. Like, and that was the first time <laughs> I, I don't think anybody would really believe this, but it was the first time I'd ever had a frosty. That's still kind of hard for me to comprehend that you'd gone that long in life without ever but having a frosty. I haven't really eaten at Wendy's very much. And, um, and I think I got in my head that I didn't like Frosties, but I'd never actually really had one because then we had them and I was like, hmm, that's not that bad. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, you had always loved Wendy's, but I had never really had it that much. See, I don't know how you went to college and didn't do Wendy's. The, like the Chick-fil-A. dollar the dollar menu. Yeah, you don't need Wendy's when you got Chick-fil-A. But that dollar menu, you can go in and you can get two junior bacon cheeseburgers that will get you through college and a deal of french fries for three dollars <laughs> so funny. don't fight it don't fight it wendy's <laughs> is pretty good yeah i've grown you have taught me how amazing wendy's is but then um you know really kind of the the highlight of our time there the thing that that we did that was the big event yeah was disney world it was oh my gosh and of course that's what everybody is probably listening to this podcast for is they're like talk to me about Walt disney world <laughs> um man i just i'll never forget arriving and i i wasn't aware you had been there before but i had not mm-hmm. and i was not aware of um the process of arriving and it was like such a process yeah because you mean, you park and mm-hmm. then you shuttle and then right. you get in and, and then you get on a ferry yeah i mean i was like what is this what is happening but then it also led to great anticipation <laughs> so we had lots of photos we got a really good photo at the entrance and stuff yeah like that. and i like i really like the ferry because i think once you know like once you know mm-hmm. then once you get on the ferry and the ferry starts moving, then you're like, oh, we like, we made it through all the preamble and now it's about to, now it's about to get good. And so you, you look forward to it in in kind of a different way once you know. Yeah. I did think that was really cool. And, um, gosh, we got some great photos from Walt Disney World too. Um, the teacup I had already always heard about and it was as lovely as I thought it would be. (laughs) I love that kind of stuff. And so we had a good time on the teacup, but I'll never forget it because I can absolutely picture your face. And we've got this great photo of you on the teacup and everything is blurred all around you and you're just smiling. And it was just so great. And um, I was holding on for dear life and trying to take a photo at the same time. It was awesome. uh, You know, like I think a place like that can be, it can be kind of, what you make it like but if you're willing to just like be a kid yeah and kind of put like put your grown-upness aside mm-hmm. a little bit and just be a kid and ride the rides yeah. and enjoy it and be excited about all the stuff like it's it's a lot of fun even as even as an adult yeah so you don't think they're you don't think you could be too old for Walt Disney World no I don't think you can age out I don't think that you can age out physically I think that mentally what you're like what you're willing to be mentally is what matters yeah so if you're 92 years old and you're willing to to be a kid in your mind then like you'll you'll like disney a lot and we went i mean i think it's it's important to note that at that point nobody had kids yeah so and we were all we were all adults i mean you and i were married lauren and nathan were married was was steven's like first trip but he Mm -hmm. and paula were adults you know and so you know we went without kids yeah which i think you 
like kind of questioned a little bit at first of like, can you go to Disneyland without kids? Right. I mean, I didn't think they allowed it. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, but truly I was trying to wrap my head around that for a long time. And I was like, but why would we do that? Um, and now I'm so glad that we did. It was one of our last trips with your dad, Mm -hmm. um, which was super special. And, um, and so by all means, I think sometimes you have to decide what memories you're going to make with people that you love. And it might not look like what you thought it would, but you have the opportunity to make those memories. Go make them. Yeah. And um, and so I, I feel a lot differently about that than I did at the time. And um, But yeah, at the time I was like, but why don't we just like hold on a little longer and then what? There'll be like a kid around or something <laughs> like that. And um, and so, yeah, but I'm so glad that we did not uh, did not wait. So. Yeah. Well, and everybody like everybody just kind of embraced it and was willing to be goofy. Like I, we saw like the haunted or not saw, but we went on the haunted mansion ride mm-hmm. um, and just like standing in line and yep. cutting up and stuff. Like, yeah, I remember laughing for a long time um, in line for the haunted mansion. We have this great photo of us just imitating the creepy old statues that are standing <laughs> there and stuff. And so we'll have to post those. Uh, some of these pictures are really fun to too. They're just really good throwbacks, but but oh man, talk about standing in line. Orlando is like a whole different kind of hot. And yeah. we live in Dallas. Yeah, it was so so humid there, and fortunately, like a lot of the a lot of the rides, like the lines, you get inside fairly early on, and so yeah. you're standing in like an air conditioned space. But man, it's hot out there, and I can I can vividly remember. That we had gone to the beach the day before, and I think it was the first time I ever used like spray on sunscreen. Yeah, and it had done an excellent job, except for the like the patch. There was like a three by like seven inch like square right on my shoulder, mm. like on my back, where the spray didn't quite cover, and it was just burnt to a crisp. And I could feel the sun. Every time we walked out in the sun, I could feel it through my T-shirt. And we were like, I, it about killed me <laughs> from, from being there. That lone patch. Yeah. It was so bad. We were like, it was this battle because I would, one, instantly be like, oh, my gosh. And, but then be so grateful that it wasn't my whole body that was, like, yeah. in utter pain. But Yeah, and it's just so steamy in general, too, like an actual steam kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, talking about waiting in line and all that and how hot it is, there are resources that can really guide you through that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so um, I have to give a shout-out to Nicola Mend, one of my coworkers who has um, – I have seen her diligently plan trips to Walt Disney World, and she <laughs> – knows like all the insights on it because you know there's I mean there's literally like resources that kind of tell you like okay the best place to go at what time and you know how to which route to take throughout the park and how you're going to get the you know the best bang for your buck and all that kind of stuff and so um, there are ways to do it and probably it's kind of our whole mentality that we've been telling people in a variety of different episodes is that like a little research could go a long way and sometimes a lot of research can really go even further and so i think walt disney world is one of those yeah i i agree with that for sure i think even if even if you don't want to go to the trouble of like 
planning out exactly all the all the stuff. I think if you at least go on and say, okay, here are the things I don't want to miss, mm-hmm. then that will serve you well because you won't end up at the end of the day going like, oh, but what about? Right. I don't. I don't even know where that was, or I didn't. I didn't even see it. But mm-hmm. if you do your research ahead of time, like it'll help you out. Make sure your experience is what what you were looking for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Cinderella's castle? Because... <laughs> I mean, if you want to tell the Cinderella's castle story, you can tell the Cinderella's castle story. Well, where I was kind of going with that is that like Cinderella's castle is like so magical, and that's you know everything that everyone envisions when they come, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get there, and there might not be as much to it as you think, guys. So I just want to <laughs> forewarn you um, that Cinderella's castle is, you know, it's kind of an empty hallway. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so high strong on seeing that castle and I was so worried I wasn't going to get to. And so I would like to formally make a public (laughs) apology to the Houghton family for the importance that I placed on Cinderella's castle because I kind of like ended up derailing everybody's agenda because I was like, I felt like the day was ending and I was like, I had FOMO. Yeah. I literally had FOMO. It's Mm -hmm. just not coming to me. I had fear of missing out on seeing Cinderella's castle. And so I was like, you know, guys, hey, I'm just going to jut over to the castle. No big deal. I'll see y'all in just a minute. I'll meet up with you wherever you are. And so I'm, you know, just kind of thinking, like, I'm just going to, like, run over there just because I want to see inside. I just want to see what this is about. But then everybody kind of was like, well, okay, well, we'll stop what we're doing and we'll get you to the Cinderella's castle if that's what you want. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's fine. I'll just go. I'll just go. It's no big deal. And they're like, no, 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 we'll all go. And then someone else is like, well, I mean, I kind of do want to go. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not trying to like, (laughs) I mean, I kind of, you know, overtook the whole, the whole thing. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I felt like I could have handled that situation a little bit better and maybe just been a little more patient about Cinderella's (laughs) castle. You were really like, you were, it was really an urgent thing that you see Cinderella's castle right away. Uh, But that, I mean, that brings up something that's, that's pretty interesting. I mean, when you, when you travel with family, Mm it, it takes on sort of its own thing because family dynamics change things. And especially, especially when you are um, an in-law and you're coming in from the outside because all of this stuff is established. Like all the things that are normal are established. Mm-hmm. And there is a norm. Right. But you don't necessarily know about it. Right. You don't know about it. And I think a lot of times, like the person that brought you in, um, your spouse or like whoever, like whoever, like snatched you from the outside and brought you (laughs) into this family like situation doesn't know that that's not normal everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like they don't know that like, oh, you mean everybody doesn't do it this way? Like. Right. So they don't even know to like give you a heads up. Right. Right. And so. Like for us in that situation, my family in a setting like that is very much like, okay, we'll all go do everything like together. And everybody will kind of ask like, hey, what do you, what, like, what do you for sure want to do? What do you for sure want to do? What do you for sure want to do? And then somebody like, especially back then, typically my dad Mm -hmm. would make sure that everybody's like box got checked 
and you would just kind of like you would go along with whatever because you knew like eventually like your thing was coming around and yeah but you don't you don't know that that's not what everybody does yeah and that sometimes sometimes some families there is no plan and sometimes it's everybody goes there like goes and does their own thing and like and none of it is like better than another another thing but it's just different and you don't you don't know to say that kind of stuff and you don't know to prep somebody for like okay this is how this goes down because you don't even know that there's other ways a lot of times yeah I feel like it's so interesting with my family um you married into my family and all of you that married in have literally been coined instead of being the in-laws y'all have coined yourselves as the outlaws (laughs) which I think is hilarious um but it's almost like a support group (laughs) (laughs) for like how to function and get through you know the next trip or the you know the next uh, gathering that we have because it is very um it's the norm for us but it's atypical for you guys and so um yeah yeah that's really funny at our meetings we always kind of laugh at actually that she's surprised by what happens but <laughs> <laughs> but no like there's there's just like families have their way of doing stuff so it's interesting because there is sort of a, a balance and even like not necessarily only on a family trip but also on a group trip there's like a balance of like how many people are on the trip to where you can go do your own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this really kind of odd dynamic mm-hmm. that, you know, if there's like six people, you can't go have dinner by yourself when there's six people on a group trip unless you tell everyone like, hey, I'm going to have dinner by myself. But if there's like 12 people, you can kind of do whatever you want. And everybody's like, where's so-and-so? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen them. Yeah. And so... That's a really interesting thing. And then when you throw like family into it too, it makes it even, even that much more of a, like, what are the rules? Like, let's, like, let's figure this out. Yeah. And families tend to, like families tend to establish at a certain size. Like at some point, mom and dad are done having kids and you've established a, a size and your family stays that size for a long time. So you go on several trips, you do all that kind of stuff, and then people start bringing people in. Mm-hmm. So people get significant others, and they get boyfriends or girlfriends that are serious enough that they come on trips now. Then they get married, and then then like kids start getting added, like grandkids, things like that. And so families like grow in number really fast because it mm-hmm. all kind of starts to happen really fast. I think siblings look around and they go like, well, if he's going to bring somebody, then I'm going to bring somebody. And so they all like well, yeah, and run out. And, the like, youngest person is like, I'm going to bring a friend because I'm not going to be like the odd man out. If right. I don't at least bring someone to hang out with, this is not going to be fun. Right. Yeah. And so then you go from like a normal, like walk into a restaurant and like, hey, table for six or whatever, to then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we need like a table for 10 yeah. or 12. And it just gets like, it gets crazy all of a sudden. And so then it's hard to keep up with the rules that way too. Yeah, that's really true. And who makes the rules at that point too? Um, Yeah. You know, I think what would be interesting too is to hear from our listeners, like if they traveled with family mostly, or if friends always came along, because I know families were like, 
they brought friends. Like there right. was never you, like, just bring a buddy. Yeah, yeah. you're never mm-hmm. necessarily just traveling with family. Like everybody's got somebody that's coming along or a friend that's meeting up with them. And I think that's um, I personally think that's a super fun dynamic. Yeah. And so inviting to just pull people in like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Really cool. And like one of those, you know, I feel like Orlando, like really kind of brings that stuff out because it's a lot about theme parks Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so you're like, you know, everybody needs a buddy to ride the roller coaster with. And so you kind of like need to know going in, like, how's this going to happen? But, um, you know, we went, Disney was awesome. Like we had a great time there. Just be a kid, ride the rides. We also like, we didn't go on that trip, but on a previous trip, um, with my family, we went to Universal Studios. Cool. Um, tell tell people about that because yeah, I haven't been. It it was really cool. Like a lot of fun rides to me. Universal Studios was more like geared more for like teenagers, and because I remember going, I remember going to Disney, and it's you know it's kids stuff and cartoons and still like great rides, still a lot of fun and and super cool. Probably a little bit more like magical. Whereas Universal Studios was like more about the rides, more like this ride goes really fast and then movie stuff, you know, like Back to the Future and things like that. Mm -hmm. A lot more like Spider-Man, like those sort of like uh, just more action driven kind of stuff. And so like both really cool, a lot of fun and you should check it out. Like, yeah. And that's, you know, kind of. Orlando, like, there's just so many options there. Right. Well, and it's interesting that, like, people could spend a lot of time just going through Walt Disney World and all right. the different pieces yeah. of it. Um, and we, on this particular trip with that I was on with your family, mm-hmm. um, we did Walt Disney World. And then we basically, like... We went to the beach. We did some other things. Like you said, you know, the pool. we yeah. hung out by the pool and stuff. And And one thing that I thought was really... I don't know why this surprised me so much, but I was like, you know, I'm in Florida. Like, yeah, we're in Florida. We'll go to the beach. Like, no big deal. <laughs> right. And if for me, it kind of blew my mind that Orlando was so far from a beach. Yeah. That, like, surprised me. And so, and I was, like, really hardcore about, like, this is another opportunity to apologize to the Helen family because I was so <laughs> hardcore about wanting to go to the beach and I advocated really hard for that and yeah and then I was like oh like yeah I just made a big <laughs> deal out of it and they were lovely about making sure that we got to the beach and um we tried to even figure out like which beach are we gonna go to you know because with Florida, it could be really different. You could go to one side and you're going to be in the Gulf. Right. And then you could go to the other side and you'll be in the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty different. Um, and we ended up going to Daytona Beach, which is on the Atlantic side. Right. Yeah. And um, and it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what to expect and how drastically different they were. But either way, it doesn't matter. They're great beaches. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it was. I'm kind of the same way you know you think like oh florida it's all just one huge beach right but then you go and you're like oh we gotta like drive like an hour and a half to get to the beach right okay that's a little different but yeah we went and it was great that's where i got the sunburn that is where you got the sunburn yeah from the from the spray and i remember us spraying it on you 
and like being like, oh, not so sure. Yeah, well, it was like the first time I'd ever used it. And I was really excited because I don't like lotion-y kind of not. stuff. And so I was like, you mean I don't have to like rub lotion on? This is perfect. And then there's one minor, one minor flaw. <laughs> it doesn't work if you don't <laughs> if get If you it don't on spray there. it on, the spots that you don't spray it are not protected from the sun. Yep, that wind will catch it. Pro tip. Yeah. But that was, it was a great trip. And um, yeah, we made our way back we were high tilling at home we were tired by the time it's all said yeah that's like that's the downside of a road trip i feel like the two journey you're kind of excited you got your snacks and all your stuff and like you're like even even though you stop at milo's you're still your spirits can't be dampered because you're excited to get where you're going but then like going home it's just like i just want to get home i just want to get home my neck is stiff i yeah body hurts right like you're still a little sunburned you've been hot for a long time you've been thrown around by roller coasters and all this stuff and you're just ready to get home and i remember we tried so hard to make it all the way we're like we're just gonna go all the way drive through the night we're just gonna make it but we got to memphis tennessee and it was i think i it had to be like one in the morning or something and I remember we were just like, it's so much further. We have so much further to go. And we're just exhausted. Everyone was sick of being in that minivan. <laughs> and we had, like, on the way down there, we had one less person. Because my mom had right. gone with Lauren and Nathan to help them move. And then she was riding back with us. And so it was one more adult in the minivan. And yeah. everybody was just sick of it. And we were like get get us out of here so we stopped at a motel and again like no research but just like <laughs> this this place looks good and it was horrible but i will say like we pulled in and steven who like at this point had been trapped with the family for a long time <laughs> just like straight out straight out and in to get yep. his room and go and it was like we'll see you in the morning he was out but like that place was you know we walked in and i was like yeah i'm pretty sure we're gonna get murdered here tonight <laughs> <laughs> like, i remember that's how you've always described it and i felt the same way like i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah i was like well we're kind of in the middle so Hopefully, like, whatever serial killer is going to murder people in this motel will start on the ends, maybe, and just sort of (laughs) run out of time before he gets to us. And then I also considered we might be the only people staying here because I don't know that anyone else is... uh, is willing to stay here. Take that risk. You know, when you walk in and, like, the bell clerk is kind of surprised that, like, there's someone they can't really remember how to ring stuff up. Is that sort of a place? Yeah, like, it was like a legit motel. Yeah, like, yeah, it was straight off the highway. It was rough. Yeah, it was rough. I think it like we legit, I, we might have slept on top of the beds. I think that we did. I, I remember did. being really worried about like sleeping there. Yeah, I remember like looking at it and being like, "I'm just gonna sleep on top of the bed." Yeah, and it's just gonna. Oh, that's crazy. I remember yeah. that. And then the the good thing about staying in a place like that 
is like early mornings are not a problem because nope. you're like you're like okay let's well, go well the sun's up now and we survived so we tempted fate and now it's time We're to get, get on in the, the car road. and get some real sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to love a good road trip oh my gosh yeah that was a hoot um yeah you never know what is gonna happen or what you're gonna get in those motels (laughs) in memphis um gosh that was such a good trip and um we've got so many good pictures to share i do want to like make sure everyone knows we are going to share some of these pictures and it's so fun to look back and um see um you know just see how our trips have evolved over the years and stuff Mm -hmm. maybe more that's more fun for us we're going to do that for us and if you guys happen to get on instagram (laughs) facebook tiktok or youtube you'll see those pictures um and um we're curious though if you guys have been to walt disney world the happiest place on earth and do you have a trip planned soon um if you know if you're going to be going or have been post those pictures tag us um reach out to us we love hearing those stories yeah, absolutely. Interested to hear what uh, what everyone's experiences were. And if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, do us a favor, rate, review, and subscribe to the Travel FOMA podcast from wherever you're listening. Uh, and of course, you can learn more about the two of us uh, mm-hmm. and our adventures at TravelFOMAPodcast.com. Next up, we're going to talk about a place that is exactly the opposite of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much Salida, so. Salida, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, excited uh, for that. Like that's going to be that's going to be a great one. Yeah, it's um, it's small and um, it's outdoorsy. It's perfect. It's everything that has nothing to do with roller coasters and yeah. theme parks and all that kind of stuff. Our first time whitewater rafting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love it. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, but until then, you guys just keep living life to the fullest because life is short. Wander well. <laughs> <laughs>